This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Moll from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. Ryan has asked me to do the intro. I'm Greg Moll. Very happy to be here been quizzed by Ryan, who's got a few questions for me. I'm a certified financial planner, or authorised financial advisor, whatever you want to call me, and I'm here to help people to help themselves. That's enough of that. We're in the classroom now. <laughs> I just set Greg up for that. The class classroom is in the session. So we had the question, uh, the burning question, if you read in the description. Away, Ryan. I'm ready. Oh, yeah, go on. Give I'm it back ears. to me. Give it back to me. All right. We have a family trust set up to protect our investments, especially to avoid our assets being means-tested for rest-home fees. Recent comments in the NZ Herald business section said a trust would no longer be a protection against means-testing. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not likely to 10 very definitely, how would you rate the likelihood of this family trust law change? I think they're a bit behind on that one. Well, I think um, if, if, if you're waiting for the bus, it's already left the station <laughs> yeah. uh, because this stuff's been happening for a number of years. It would be 10 years probably since uh, the time that a family trust might have avoided the residential rest home subsidy type arrangement. I can tell you now that if you applied... Uh, for the residential rest home subsidy and you declared on the form as you would have to that you've got a a family trust it's like re- putting a red flag up the flagpole and it's all about danger 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 mm. and there's no way you're going to get a subsidy uh, because they would take a view and possibly correctly that you've deliberately as you have here mm. set up a trust to avoid um, paying um, a cost that at the end of the day, if you don't pay it, uh, the rest of us have to. So yeah. there's a level of morality about that. But look, irrespective of that, the rules have changed. And these days, uh, a trust will not provide that sort of support. A trust will provide support for credit protection, which is appropriate, uh, particularly if you're in a professional partnership because you could be jointly and severally liable for actions of your uh, other partners and uh, could actually find um, your family assets like your family home, uh, a batch or whatever, suddenly been thrown to a pool to satisfy some creditors for an error that's not of your making. Mm. So a family trust can do creditor protection. It can also provide a means of assisting family members who need a little bit of support. Uh, it could be a, a handicap child or something like that, that or someone in that situation or uh, who needs a bit of support and needs a structure around and it would be much better that investments or assets are not held in their name. There's also the situation of the Relationship Property Act where a family trust 
may be part of the defence that you put in place if you're going into a second relationship mm. with assets that you have got left over from your first relationship. Sure. Now, some people wouldn't be happy with that, but at the end of the day, I think you know you, you have an obligation to protect yourself and those who are important to you, mm. and a trust can help you do that. It won't help you in the instance we're talking about here. Um, the rules are quite clear. You have to really run your assets down to quite a low level, not as low as it used to be. It used to be $15,000. Now I think it's in excess of one hundred and twenty that you're allowed to have uh, before you can qualify for the residential rest home subsidy. And it's just the fundamentals. I mean, any law that they bring in or trying to introduce, it's just about fairness, you know. I mean, if if, if something at its core doesn't appear fair, then it, it can be something that's, I guess, susceptible to being opened up. Well, again, if you don't pay, someone else has to pay. Yeah. And one of the things that is you know clear in this country of ours is that we have an ageing population. So there's more and more people moving into retirement, more and more people who are going to need some sort of uh, assistance, whether it's financially or in a health sense, uh, later in life. That has to be paid for. Um, I think we are a culture, if you know people need a hand up or a hand out, we're happy to do that. Um, but the reality is if you can pay for yourself and pay for your own retirement and your own care, um, you should be prepared to, to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if anyone's a little scared around that and, and don't quite know where to start, um, a great place to start is to send through a question at ryan at oneplan.co.nz. I'm trying to be original every time I bring that up, but you get the gist. We want to help, so send a question. And also give us a rate and a review. Because the more people that hear this, um, the better opportunity they have to not make mistakes and have a rewarding life. Um, and also a rewarding voice that people enjoy listening to by having it edited by nzaudioeditors.com. Thanks, guys. And girls. <laughs> <laughs>